Hey, you don't want to miss today's podcast. We're going to talk about FAFSA. We're going to untangle it. We're going to explain it, what it is, how to apply for it on today's podcast. We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Parag. Hopefully you can tell from this conversation that I am I, I take things very seriously, but I'm laid back. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with Cloudvestor. You may want to do some reallocations based off how you're currently invested. This podcast addresses financial issues for all ages, from those just starting out up to retirees. It's Your Finances Untangled. Untangling your finances in all areas of uh, the financial universe and really at all points in your life, too. That's what this podcast does. That's what this podcast addresses. That's what Mo Param of Cloudvestors does. It is your finances untangled. I'm consumer advocate Dave Perkins, and hello, Mo. Hello, Dave. How are you today? I'm good. You know, I think today we're actually covering a couple of ages uh, for students about to go to college, but maybe even especially their parents, because they're the ones kind of maybe scratching their heads wondering, how am I going to pay for it? We're going to look at the free application for federal student aid heretofore on the podcast known as FAFSA. What what is FAFSA, (laughs) Mo? Oh, Dave, Dave. Yeah, FAFSA is uh, the form that you've used and to apply for federal government uh, financial aid. So anything f- from grants, scholarships, work-study programs, and student loans, the FAFSA is the application process um, to start applying for any of these uh, awards. Okay, so it, it's everything. It's covering some that wouldn't have to be repaid, as you mentioned, scholarships and grants, but some student loans here, too. So we're going to break it down. Uh, Mo, mm-hmm. you are, as a matter of fact, <laughs> because we're in the period now where you can you can apply, right? Yeah, yeah. So the FAFSA window opened um, October 1st. So that's for calendar year 2021 and 20 for 2021-22. And you also want to make sure that uh, you do look at the your different states and the colleges that, you, that you're looking to apply for and make sure that you're reaching and meeting their deadline. But the actual federal deadline uh, for that same calendar year, again, 2021 to 2022, it's actually June of 2022. But yeah, we're right now, it is, this is the season where parents and and uh, high school seniors are really trying to put together a plan to apply for financial aid. All right, let's look at, well, then how do you complete this process, FAFSA, uh, to to play the going to college game the best way you can so you're not paying for it (laughs) for decades to come? What are all, what do you need to get together? What are the documents you need? Yeah, so you you really the, for first of all the first thing you want to do is create your uh, your federal student aid ID. Okay, so that's the first thing you definitely want to do. So uh, there's certain sites you want to go to. The, the site is uh, studentaid.gov, and at that website you'll go ahead and create your federal student aid ID because that's the ID, that's the number, that's the uh, the username and password uh, that you're going to have to use. Uh, for all these online forms. So that's the first thing you want to do is create that. Uh, then gathering a the documentation. So the documentations, uh, there's a laundry list of documents that you need to uh, get together. And and actually, it is dependent on your status. What I mean by that is uh, if you're a U.S. citizen, 
you know, and if you're a dependent student, meaning that you are depending on your parents, then it goes down to like if you're a U.S. citizen, if you're an independent student, and if you're a dependent student but not a U.S. citizen. So your status really does make an impact uh, in determining the documents that you need. But for the most part, some of the things that are that are pretty standard, you need your social security card. If you have a driver's license, you'll need that. Your parents, W-2s. You'll need tax returns. You'll need uh, bank statements. You know, you really what they're what the government's trying to do is really get a sense of your financial situation to determine how much aid you qualify for and how much and how to structure the different types of aids. So you need to get that kind of information. Really, you know, your bank information, your your income statements, your tax returns to really give the government a sense of what your financial position looks like right now. And when you say what your financial position looks like, you're looking at what the, obviously the, the, the parents, I mean, well, this would be for not maybe someone, an adult going back to college, this could apply too, but let's say it's an 18 year old, then you're looking at the parents' finances. Yeah. You look at the parents' finances, but there are also some uh, 18 year olds that are not a, not a dependent of their parents, Okay, you know, so they're, so they're independent. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, then we want to look at your finances. Well, that's a good question. If you're 18, are you looking at the parents? Are you looking at the students if they're 18? I mean, I don't know. I do have a stake in this because I have a 17 year old senior in high school now. Okay. I have a, I have a stake (laughs) in this. I have, you have a captive audience here, uh, and with me and everyone else. So, all right, so 18, but if you're 18, you're still considered dependent in yeah, this well, sense? Yeah, if you are, um, if you're, if you're being claimed by your parents, yes, you know, okay. if your parents are being claimed, you know, so some 18 year olds have filed for, uh, I forget what the, what the terminology is, but you're basically, uh, uh, independent. You're not, uh, you're not a dependent of your parents. So if that in, so if that's the case, then you are the one who is applying for financial aid based off your financial situation. So if that's the case, now we want to look at what your W-2 is. What's your income? What's your tax? Show us your tax returns. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what's your bank statement? So yeah, so if you're 18 and basically being claimed by your parents, then the FAFSA wants to look at is what's your parents' financial situation? I see. But if you're independent, then they want to know what what does your finances look like? We're looking at FAFSA and uh, information on getting you as much help as possible in this education. And now, what about, so you need to know the school or schools of choice. Yeah, yeah. So on the FAFSA, you're able to put 10 schools that you plan to apply to, right? So you definitely, definitely, just like planning, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. So even with, with with planning and applying for colleges, you one thing you want to do is at least apply for a few colleges to see you know who you, who gives you the best option, who gives you the best packages. If you do it online, you're able to put ten colleges. And what you want to do is again go back to that studentaid.gov site, and you want to look up the school codes for the individual schools that you're looking for. If you're submitting a paper version of FAFSA which I don't know how many people are doing paper applications <laughs> nowadays for anything, right. uh, but you're limited to a number of schools that you could, you're limited to, to I believe, four schools uh, versus the 10 if you do it online. But you want to comprise and get a list of all the school codes so you can put them on the application. We're looking at FAFSA, the free application for federal student aid with Mo Param on Your Finances Untangled, Mo Param with Cloud Vesters. All right, so we looked at the FAFSA forms, but depending on the college, I guess, Mo, um, there may be additional forms that you have to fill out from the college? 
Yeah, yeah. Some colleges uh, have their own forms for you to complete, and that's going to determine how much they can actually provide, the actual institution can provide for you. It's a CSS profile, so you want to go ahead and create that profile. And, you know, you want to, first of all, determine the schools, if you're applying for it, does provide the CSS profile. Again, there's uh, a limited number of schools, but a good good amount. It's about 400 schools that offer this profile for you to create, and it, it basically allows them to um, really dig down and see, okay, how much can they actually provide for you in financial aid? That's one of the things that you want to do. You want to make sure that you have a sense of whether the schools that you're looking for does have these additional abilities for you to, to zero in and hone in on their financial aid packages. So you'd go to cssprofile.collegeboard.org. Again, that's cssprofile dot collegeboard.org and then that, that's where you apply for your CSS profile. But again, this is just more information, more information you provide in order to get more scholarships and more and more financial aid. I mean, you know, when we're working with our clients and talking to them about saving for their kids' education, I mean the rate of education is just is just increasing rapidly that parents are struggling and they're looking for any and every bit of, of opportunities for them to have some type of aid to assist with their college planning, college expenses. So yeah, these are some great w- ways to really prepare yourself to build up as much as student aid, scholarships, grants, uh, work-study programs, all this stuff that can help ease the tension and the stress off your assets to pay for education. How can you enjoy the best of both worlds in your financial planning, the convenience of a virtual relationship with your advisor, but also maintaining the human touch? That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. They're an endorsed Dave Ramsey SmartVestor. That's a relationship you can trust. At CloudVestors, you get a personal relationship with one of the team advisors who will help you build a robust investment strategy. It's all about specific, customized planning for your unique situation and for wherever you are in life, whether you're just starting out or getting close to retirement. Holistic financial planning in all areas, including taxes, estate planning, insurance, cash flow, and budgeting. They even offer customized personal websites for clients. The technology of today while still maintaining that human touch. That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. We're back. It's Your Finances Untangled. Mo Param with CloudVestors. CloudVestors.com, the website. Speaking of website, too, Mo, uh, this is really handy in what we're talking about today. Shared with me an article from NerdWallet.com, and that's Guide to FAFSA. And that, that can also be really helpful. I, I appreciate Mo sharing with us here today because if you go to that, it's got a lot of the steps that we're talking about on applying for the free application for federal student aid, and that is FAFSA. So Mo has run down what it is and what you can get from FAFSA and the process uh, of, of, of applying not only uh, with the FAFSA application, but possibly with the college that you're looking at or colleges you're looking at. So now, Mo, um, once you do that, you there's the uh, ability to go and review to make sure you didn't make any mistakes. <laughs> right. You definitely don't want to make any mistakes uh, when you're filling, out, I mean, you're filling out your FAFSA, but you can make corrections to it. But you'll get uh, your what's called your student aid report. And that student aid report is going to is going to look at the information that you've provided, as well as look at essentially what it's going to look at is seeing how much can your family expect to contribute for college. 
now is now we, now that we've got your application in and they've they've comprised it and they've looked at it now they want to see how much your family can actually uh, contribute. So your student aid report may take about three days to maybe three weeks for you to receive once you've uh, after you've completed your FAFSA. So again, it gives you the information that that really details what your family finances look like and how much they can contribute uh, your family or yourself if you're if you're independent but really gives the colleges an idea of what can you actually now contribute for your college got several questions for you mo um yeah. and, and speaking on on behalf of myself as i mentioned sure. with a 17 year old senior in high school and on behalf of your clients too because um I'm thinking the the parents, if, if if they're already a client of yours at Cloudvestors, of course this conversation is going to come up at some point if they are are faced with a child or 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 a couple of children going to college. And how do we work this? And and I know that you'll devise the right strategy for them, and you probably already have. If they're clients early on, you probably started this college prep at a very early age of their children. But when you apply for FAFSA, is it can it be all inclusive? And of course, it depends on how much you make yourself. But can there be some loan, some scholarship, some aid in there? Kind of a blend. Yeah, it's a it's it's a blend. You know, the package that you hopefully are awarded can be a mix and it can be a mix of grants and scholarships. So like grants, uh, there's there's four types of federal grants, which is the Pell Grant that helps for undergraduate students with their financial needs. And then there's like the California Cal Grant is a New York tuition assistance program. So all these grants and scholarships really are the good stuff in the sense that you don't have to pay them back. You know, there are scholarships and grants that are, that are given to you. You don't have to pay them back. So you want to get as much grants and scholarships as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but then you get that. And then as then on top of that, you may get student loans. These are federal student loans that parents can take out on behalf of their children. But essentially, you are on the hook on these student loans. You have your staffer loans. You have your plus loans. So these are borrowing. So you're basically borrowing money from the federal government to pay for college planning and college expenses. I know I've witnessed it from our clients where, you know, they've just been inundated with student loans. Uh, even though you've received these packages, you want to weigh out your options. That's why it's always great to look at multiple schools and see what offers they're providing you because you don't want to just go ahead and emotionally take these student loans because you are on a hook for these loans. And you may be looking at a 10, 15, 20, 30-year repayment plan on these oh, loans, yeah. which Debt is debt. Don't don't let anyone confuse you in saying that student loan is good debt. It's just debt. It's still debt. You know, it's still debt. And that can make a big impact in impeding individuals from advancing in their financial future down the road. There are people but, going into retirement still saddled with uh, college debt, whether it's their children or even perhaps their own. A lot of people go back to school later yeah. in life. Yeah, uh, to get those graduate degrees, yeah. those, the masters, and even law school debt. I've, I've seen individuals when I first started planning right out of law school. They were twenty six, twenty seven, with one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars in student loans. Mm, Connolly, wow! I mean, that's a mor- that's a mortgage. Yeah, no kidding, <laughs> no kidding. Um, and so you want to weigh out. You want to weigh out your options. Uh, you want to weigh out which school offers you the best package. You also want to figure out how are you going to navigate college. Do you do a two-year program and then you know get your electives out the way, get an understanding of what your major is, what you like, what your dislikes are, 
And then maybe your junior and senior year, you go to the school of your choice, school of your dreams, but you've been able to work that and finance that overall college experience uh, more efficiently. Now that we're on the subject of FAFSA, a question for you with your clients and whether it's the young couple with a newborn baby or whether it's the couple coming to you and saying, look, you know, I've got a 13 year old. I'm really starting to get worried about (laughs) I haven't prepared enough for college. What what are you looking at with them for prep? For prep. So we're looking at different ways, uh, multiple options to save for education. You know, first is the highly marketed instruments are the 529 plans. The 529 plans are uh, these are accounts that you can save on an after-tax basis. Yeah. So basically, you fund it after you've done paid. But these accounts are specifically designated for education. The The beauty behind them are any growth in these accounts. So you are invested. You invest in these accounts. Any growth in these accounts are tax-free. You don't pay any taxes on them. And as long as you use it, the funds for college or actually education purposes, because a few years ago, they changed the rules where you can actually use them from K through 12 for private school. Okay. Uh, But you're able to use this account tax-free as long as it's been used for college education. Well, again, for education purposes, you're able to use that account on a tax-free basis. So that's a great thing. Yeah, it really is. One of the downsides to that is it has to be used for education. So you want to be able to have the conversation with your kids as they, you know, get older. If this is something, and what I mean by this is college, something that they want to uh, aspire to go to. You know, there's nothing wrong with going to the military. There's nothing wrong with, you know, nowadays, you know, we have these entrepreneurs that are teenagers that all of a sudden decide to start their own business and not need. And so, and what happens to the five twenty nine money then? Well, if you don't use it for education purposes, you can transfer it to another child. You okay. Know, you can use it for yourself. But again, but if it's not used for education purposes, any distributions, you do get a 10% penalty and the growth in the account is taxed as income. So it can be pricey if those accounts aren't used for I education. See. So that's why we don't, when we do our planning with our clients, we don't just you know put everything in one basket. We'll look at the 529 plan. These are, these are offered by states. So different states offer 529 plans. Then we may look at a, an investment account or just a brokerage account that's owned by the parents. But this way, it gives us a little bit of flexibility behind it. In the sense of if your child goes to college, great, we have these assets here. Um, if they don't, well, you know, we still have these assets that could be used elsewhere. We've seen where individuals are saving within their Roth IRA for college planning. In the, in the sense of if you have a limit of $10,000 that you can be that you can use for education purposes. And so this Roth IRA can be one option to for save for college planning. The beauty behind it is... If your child does not go to college or maybe doesn't need it, you know, with all the packages, financial aid, scholarships, grants that they've received, maybe they, they, they don't need as much as we thought they needed. Well, at least you've now saved for your retirement. So you can at least use your Roth IRA for your own retirement. So well, we, we're looking yeah, a lot at of options then. Yeah, we're looking at different options for saving for college. The, the key thing is starting you know, the, that's the, you want to obviously review your budget. You want to see how much you can actually contribute to college right. planning. Some clients look at it as, as far as a, prior, a priority is concerned, you know, they want to make sure that they, they're set up first. They have their emergency fund taken care of. They've got their own retirement plan taken care of or strategy for that. And then now if there's, if there's any discretionary dollars available, 
that will put together a uh, college savings plan for the children. Makes sense because if you're hurting yourself, you're not going to be a lot of help for uh, your child or children. Uh, a couple of final quick notes on the free application for federal student aid FAFSA. Um, first off, you do have to renew that every year, college. Do you? you do. Okay. You do. Yes. Yeah. So you want to make sure that you're doing this every year, every year that you need aid, every 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 year that you need any type of assistance or one assistance, you have to do this every year. And finally, uh, or just to repeat, we are in the uh, the period now where you you, you can apply. It's open enrollment, yeah. if you will. <laughs> open enrollment, yes, yes. So the, the open date for, uh, again, for the 2021-2022 school year, it started October 1st. It technically ends June 30th of 2022, but you, in between that time frame, you'd also want to double check with your states, if you uh, the schools that you're applying to, and see what their actual deadlines are. And especially, especially in today's climate, where uh, we're going through a pandemic and federal aid and budget budgeting is on the table, and schools are. Their, their packages are running out. You definitely don't want to wait. You definitely do not want to wait to the last minute to start applying for FAFSA. Get started at studentaid.gov. Get started with your FAFSA application. Mo, I have one final thing to say here, and I told you I have a uh, daughter going to college next year. The final thing I have to say is help. <laughs> what can i do mo see you right <laughs> you, you can yes yes you can okay. see us you can see us at cloudvestors.com again we're fiduciary financial planners that offer this assistance this type of guidance this is different than what you know some people experience with their financial advisors where the advisors are just talking about their investment strategies we're looking at your overall financial picture we take a holistic approach to working with our clients so you know, even though this is something that's run through the government, we're here to help and assist our clients with these type of situations. So, yeah, help. Come to Cloudvestors. We're here to help. Be sure to like, rate, and share the podcast. Definitely visit cloudvestors.com and keep checking back for more podcasts because Mo is offering great information. And I look forward to when we can do this again, Mo. Same here, Dave. It's always been a, it's always a pleasure. It's Mo Param, Clown Vesters, and this is Your Finances Untangled. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Mo Param nor his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.